0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Let's uh, start talking about this uh, Black Caps performance, shall we? Yesterday, uh, of course, the euphoria of the Basin Reserve last week. We are all caught up in this wave of ecstasy, I suppose you think. But we came down to earth with a bit of a thump yesterday, I think it's fair to say. Uh, Sri Lanka asked uh, asked to bat first on a a wicket that uh, was green. Uh, overcast, good bowling conditions, lost an early wicket, and then proceeded to belt uh, New Zealand around for 305 for 6 and just 75 overs. With us now to look at the bowling side of things, and they are problematic, I think, at the moment, is former black cap himself, uh, Mitch McLennigan. Uh, Mitch, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us, mate. Morning, Fliddy. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. Am I being harsh uh, there? Uh... Uh... Yeah,
0: no, no, you're probably pretty much bang on, mate. I heard your sermon, um, and and Southey being the lone ranger. I thought maybe we'd just start off by saying uh, big congratulations to Southey going past Dan Vittori uh, yesterday on, on the list of all-time wicket takers in Test cricket for New Zealand. He's gone to three six two ahead of Dan's three six one. Only the great Sir Richard Hadley ahead of him now, mate. So uh, that's a that's a big uh, big milestone to tick off for Tim, but. Uh, I don't know if he'll be <laughs> really sitting back and enjoying it too much after, after yesterday. Like you say, he was out there by himself, really. Uh, Henry, Henry came to the party in patches. I, I thought he's he's definitely bolstered this line-up since he came back into the test, the last test at the Basin, and that combination has bowled very well at the top, but in uh, all the tests that we've seen this summer, our first and second change uh, options have been very, very poor, and uh, it kind of just makes you sit back and really, really appreciate Trent Bolt is is the one that we sit back and appreciate the most, um, genuinely class uh, bowler around the world in Test cricket and all formats actually. But the the one you look back at at a Hagley Oval is, is someone like a Colin de Grandhomme who bowled that heavy full length, and you saw the wicket yesterday, uh, how it just stuck a little bit, and there was a bit of tennis ball bounce and not as fast and. And and we saw a lot of seam movement, and if you think back to some of the bowling innings that Colin LeGronholm bowled, particularly produced down at Hagley, um, that was made for his full length with that, with the ball seaming back in and swinging away, and uh, it kind of makes you appreciate those guys uh, a lot more uh, who have had in the past, whereas who's, who does that in our team at the moment? I guess it's Darrell Mitchell. Um, but he bowls a, a fractionally shorter length than and Colin de Gronholm uh, normally produces. So, yeah, there's some, there's some big holes there, mate.
1: Well, the, the problem I have with it is, OK, um, if you can't get people out, uh, the next best option is to stop them scoring or to restrict their scoring rate. But, OK, England are going to do that to most sides that they play. But here we've seen it again. Um, yeah. leaking runs at a very very quick rate so what is what is wrong with the areas that we're bowling or or the combinations we're bowling with
0: oh just too short mate too short it's exactly exactly what i say about colin de Gronholm. he bowled he bowled fully wasn't wasn't scared of getting driven um and, and and was just that banker in those kind of conditions and and i, I wonder if in the past when we have had the colin de grondholm at our disposal he's either taken the new ball or bold first change, particularly at Hagley on the wicket that we saw yesterday and and maybe Saudi just doesn't have the confidence in Daryl Mitchell to come in and do that same job Dutchie did for, for years for us in those conditions and, and went straight to Thickner uh, and Wagner who really just uh, you know let, let the pressure off uh, quite considerably, to be honest, mate. Trying to, trying to bowl fast or be aggressive um, on a green seamer, New Zealand conditions sometimes um, can be to your detriment. You've just got to put it there and with how much movement there was yesterday. Um, don't, don't worry about getting hit back past you. You know, you, you don't, it's all right. I know it's a big ego hit as a, a fast bowler getting hit back down the ground. But sometimes, mate, if you all your all your fours are going back past you, and you're bringing the edge, both edges into play, and the stumps into play. Um, you know, it's 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 key. And, and I don't think I don't think uh, particularly Tickner has the control to be able to do that. I, I see him as the Mister Cricket. I see him as a a blaster. He's a guy who comes in and and makes things happen. He's he's what Wagner was to New Zealand cricket for such a long period of time. And and on Wags, um, you know, he's he's trying to find a way to to get the most out of the pace that he's bowling at the moment. And and when it balls up not swinging, when he's trying to push it up, there he goes back to the old uh, the old style that's been so successful for him, but just ten k ten k slower. So. He's he's in that ground where he's trying to figure out how what he's how he's
1: supposed to bowl in this lineup as well. Yeah, look, I, I look at that and I think and I've l i look to the future because I, I don't see anything glaringly missing there. Um, you know, I I look at uh Wags and you know, he's been a sterling performer. No one can ever say that, but yeah. how long has, has Wags got to go? Um Tickner doesn't seem to be the answer at this stage, so you know where where are we looking? Where where are, where do we have to go in first class cricket to find us?
0: Yeah, well, look, I I, I think when uh, when they picked uh, the guy from Canterbury, geez, his name's gone out of my head now. The tall tall right arm seamer Shipley uh, was it Shipley? In the Shipley. You've got it. Thank you very much. So it's been a, it's been an early morning, mate. <laughs> uh, when, when they picked Shipley in the one days, um, in my opinion, watching him first class, he, he seems to me have been a red ball bowler. Just a, a fraction slower on, on the right areas um, in test cricket, moves the ball both ways. He, he seems to be more of a red, red ball cricketer. Um, where do you go? Uh, uh, a fit Nathan Smith is a guy who can, who's moved to Wellington from Otago, He's a bit more metronomic in terms of control and hitting, hitting the top of the stumps. Uh, enough pace, um, not not uh, not crazily quick, but he's got some good skill and can bat. Um, Doug Bracewell's back playing now, but outside of that, mate, there's there's not a whole lot. A guy who I think can, would do well in our conditions, in New Zealand conditions, not when it flattens out as much, would be a Ben Lister who swings the ball, uh, ball prodigiously. Um, I think he's a very skilled bowler. But mate, it's it's the the well's pretty dry. If I'm going to be completely honest, um, Jacob Duffy is the other one who who I didn't mention, who 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 would have been able to come on and and at least know know what lengths to bowl on that kind of wicket. He probably could have done a better job than both Wags and and uh, Tickner yesterday.
1: And of course, the other option uh, that we uh, well, Jameson's injured, we can't uh, really rely on uh, Jameson. I think yep. going forward at any stage because a back problem for a, a back that big is. is it's going to be tough to fix any day of the week, but here's uh, here's the thing. Okay, so Mitchell yesterday bowled seven in seven overs, none for seventeen. Uh, he only bowled three less overs yep. than Wagner uh, and Michael Bracewell. Mm. Now, there's another one for me, Michael Bracewell. I, I'm, I'm just not sure um, where we're at with Michael Bracewell and his role in this team. Well,
0: it's um, you always look at how late a spinner bowls, and, and Smitty, you've been. You've been a keeper your whole life, mate. And you know, when when the ball seems, the ball turns. Um, and to see him introduced so late, when your when your seamers are not hitting the right length, um, and get an uh, opportunity with the ball a little bit earlier, shows maybe a little lack of confidence and him as an out and out spinner. Um, I think we saw in the last test in at the Basin, he was just it was three or four balls were great, and they give you those. That, that two, those two boundary balls or options at the end of the over or at some point during the over just release the pressure. So I think it's off the back of that. Right. I think when I uh, look at that and, and, and maybe it's just a confidence thing that they don't back him into to being that front-line spinner. So, mate, I, I honestly don't know. It's like, what's the point of, of playing him if, if, if you're not going to bowl him a significant amount of overs? Um, Glenn Phillips just scored 147 batting at number four, that uh, that magic number four spot for Otago the other day, and and he can do a little bit with the with the ball. Um, he's a guy who's a bit of a golden arm who could bowl you five or six overs and hopefully pick up a wicket. The way that they seem to be using Bracewell at the moment, so uh, mate, it's it's actually one of the biggest selection debates, isn't it? It's that where you, who's going to take that spinning role? Mitchell Santner seems to be finding some form now as well. Um, just took five and scored 100, so. The positive thing, mate, is that this selection has actually made a lot of guys stand up and realise that there's an opening in the black caps. Um, if you are a spinner, who can score some runs, and uh, I think that's probably not a bad thing uh, looking forward in the future.
1: We just seem so far removed from um, Bolt Southie, um, Matt Henry, Jameson, um, and that wasn't that long ago. I mean, that was a hell of a, um, a foursome with Wagner as well. Uh, we looked at, you know, it just seemed like days ago, weeks ago, we were talking about how strong we were in this area, and now we're not. And, and you know, we continue to try and hide behind green seamers, but green seamers are only good if you bowl in the right areas.
0: Yeah, because they, they obviously flatten out, right? They They hold their hold the pitch, hold together for the, pretty much the whole test match. So um, if you if you don't knock the top off in the first day, um, you're really, and you've picked swing bowlers who don't have the ability to to bounce guys out and all that kind of stuff, and then you are looking, you're looking uphill, aren't you? It's, it's going to be it's pretty challenging. Look, I, I, your, your mate, uh, Gavin Larson, he's probably made the right decision. I see that snuck under the radar. He's, he's now resigned as, as selector. Um, so they they did that on a weekend, so no one could really make too much news of it. Um, uh, throw it back at you, Smitty. Do you think that? Um, do you think that selector role needs to change? He was just he was just basically the mouthpiece, wasn't he? Do you think there needs to be uh, a couple of selectors who actually have have some say and actually select your tour side, and, and your coach gets to pick out of that?
1: Oh, I think I think there's merit in that. Oh, I think it. Um, when you're looking for answers, you need more people looking. Um, and at the moment, we are looking for answers. We need to have, first of all, we need to have, I think, um, some guy with uh, some genuine fast bowling experience in the ranks, a Shane Bond-like person, um, perhaps floating around. Uh, one, to to advise. Two, to, um, to scout. Um, I, I think we also need to have in the mix there someone who is not going to just fall into line. In other words, he's going to look at it from all sorts of different angles. I mean, the relationship, I think, between uh, Gavin Larson and and Gary Stead has been a good one, a comfortable one, and they've made some some very good selections and done some good things over their time together. There's no doubt about it. You can't deny it. I mean, we were the World Test Champions. But the, the problem is when you start to go down at such a rapid rate, you have to fix it and you have to ask some very tough questions of the incumbents. And I'm not quite sure... And Henry Nichols is another case of that in the batting. I'm not quite sure they are. So, whoever comes in, I think, has to look Gary Stead or the coach in the eye and say, no, 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 uh, we can't be comfortable anymore. We have to be a bit more proactive.
0: Yeah, I really like that. I actually agree entirely with you there, Smitty. I think there needs to be some hard decisions. And, and I, you know, I think we saw off the back of that test within the next day they'd already announced their squad. There was no time for them to actually think. Um, about where they were going or what direction they were going um, in this test series. So, hey, look, uh, we'll wait and see. We'll say, particularly around Henry Nichols, that uh, this is the kind of game where he hasn't performed for, for about 15 matches now, so, or, fifth, or about 16 innings now. So, you know, this will be the one where he gets uh, gets 100 and it gets his average back up to 25 for the last 20 innings. <laughs> so if you've if you got a bit of money to throw around, uh, you probably put it on Nichols that this test match to scores some runs at his home ground.
1: Okay, there's uh, there's the other thing. Of course, uh, we haven't even looked at Sri Lanka, who are uh, a more than useful side. We give them, um, uh, you know, they they snuck under the radar a wee bit. But uh, let's face it, they win those two Test matches here. They could m- play, be playing Australia for the mace. Um, so not to be um, underestimated, or have we? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I think we've definitely underestimated them. I, I think Sri Lanka's just been going about their work right. They were in two, second position for for such a long period of time. I think it's um, I think if they win both of these games and there's a uh, two-all draw between Aussie and India or India win two-one. Um, I think Sri Lanka go through and they play Australia in their World Test Championships. So uh, their journey has been um, a lot of subcontinent test matches, um, a bit like our journey to the World Test Championship final um, during that COVID period as well, uh, where we got a lot of home games. Um, so they're, they're, they're definitely benefited from their schedule, um, but they've played some great cricket. Um, Connor rutner has been outstanding, mate. He's, he's been one of the best test batsmen in the world. And, and we saw just the patience that he had yesterday uh, to get through that new ball I thought was outstanding. He touched on Mendes earlier. He looks exciting. He plays his shots. He's aggressive. He he, he takes the game. And, and it looked like every every half chance, half bad ball that we bowled, he actually put it away yesterday, which I thought was outstanding. And, look, I, Today's going to be super interesting. It's going to be, I think things will move quite fast, right? The uh, silver's in there at the moment. He's batting with a genuine tail, Smitty. I don't know if you you know the uh, the averages of the guys who are still to come. Uh, Rajita, he averages 4.15 with the bat. His highest score before this test match was 12. He's sitting on 16, not out overnight. So he's got his highest score. <laughs> Fernando's test average is 3.6. He's next to bat, so his highest score was like eight or something like that. Jaya Surya, 3.75 is his average, and Kamara, 3.29. So I know they were joking in the com box yesterday about it being four Chris Martins. But, mate, Chris Martin will be pretty upset, I reckon, um, to be thrown in with that lot. That's, those are some tor- horrendous numbers.
1: <laughs> they are. Right, uh, 75 overs bowled, so a new ball, two and five. Uh, you'd like to think that we won't be bowling long on the basis of that. If we are, I mean, uh, this partnership already uh, has uh, been so annoying 268 for six, and now 305 for six. Oh.
0: Oh, yeah, mate, it is annoying. It just kind of just—it's it, probably the the rewards that the Sri Lankans deserved at the end of that day. It started swinging back towards New Zealand's favour, and and it just shows that the, the way that we played, we don't deserve probably to be walking off the park with a score any any better than that. And I, I felt like Sri Lanka won that day, and we're going to have to win this first first half an hour to an hour, and hopefully they don't put too many runs on the board because. They've got some good bowlers. Um, they're going to be sneakily good. Uh, Rajitha swings the ball nicely. Um, uh, Kamara's got more pace. So we'll see if that wicket's still sticky. Um, if it's still sticky, that pace won't come into play as much. But he's genuinely fast. He's, he'll be the fastest bowler on, on display this Test Series by, by a long way. So that's quite exciting. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how they go with their attack. They're actually getting a lot better. Their seamers are getting a lot better. They've had that lull period where they pumped out a lot of medium paces, but they're starting to get some some good quicks, young quicks, um, who are learning along the way. So uh, I think today's going to be a really, uh, really big day for New Zealand cricket, but not only for them, for Sri Lanka, for, for, like you say, pushing towards that World Test Championship.
1: Mitch, always a pleasure uh, talking to you, mate. Thanks so much uh, for... Uh, filling us in, filling us in, really on um, on the bowling stocks. I think it's fair to say. Hey mate, have a good day, and uh, let's hope it goes a bit better for the Black Caps today, eh? You too, mate. Have a good one.